0: it's always sunny in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, everybody. Sal Capaccio coming at you from the NFL League meetings, affectionately known as the owner's meetings, and Matt Bove from Buffalo, New York. Matt, I miss you out here. I know you're you're loving life with your new gorgeous baby daughter, but I'm loving life in the sunshine right now as well.
1: Yeah, so if you're listening to this right now, Sal and I can see each other while we record these. (laughs) I am sitting in my dining room. It is a gloomy 35 degrees here in Western New York today. It hailed for about 20 minutes this afternoon. It's cold. It's misty. You know, I've been off for a couple weeks with the baby. So one of our saving graces has been just like walking around the neighborhood. But it's not even nice enough really to do that with the baby right now. And then I'm looking at Capaccio here, and he's got blue skies, the reflection of the computer off of his sunglasses there, palm trees behind him. He's going to come back with a little bit of a tan, man. You really drew the short straw here. Sal.
0: <laughs> well, listen, there's a lot of business to be done out here and it is Phoenix, Arizona, where the annual lead meetings are taking place. They rotate basically from Florida to Arizona. And then generally in Florida it will be in like Palm beach. Like last year, it'll be in Arizona generally only here though. I've only been to the ones here at last time I was in Arizona it was the same hotel where at the Arizona Biltmore Waldorf Astoria. I will tell you though, Matt, I'm not staying at the Biltmore Waldorf Astoria. No. I I am the company wouldn't spring for that as much as I wanted them to.
1: No, last year for the owners meetings at the Breakers in Palm West Palm, I believe I stayed at at a Spring Hill Suites about mm. thirty five minutes away. So all of these, I mean, you know, you did it yesterday. The Sean McDermott breakfast with the coach stuff yes. is at like 45 in the morning. So when you got to go through all the hoops of, we are not complaining here, but they are very early mornings. But you know, you take it because you get to do it somewhere warm,
0: and that's what we're doing this week. So let's catch up on what's been happening. So. On Monday morning, they had the AFC coaches' breakfast here. On Tuesday morning, it was the NFC coaches' breakfast. And uh, AFC coaches' breakfast obviously included Sean McDermott. After that, we heard from Brandon Bean later in the day. And then we heard from Bill's uh, executive vice president, COO, Ron Rakuya. Let's take him in chronological order. Let's start with Sean McDermott. So, Sean McDermott spoke, and basically, the headline I would say, Matt, is he confirmed something that we all knew was going to happen. But now we know for sure that he will be the defensive play caller. In 2023, taking over for Leslie Frazier. Again, something we all kind of knew was happening. They were leaning that way, but he said he's going to call plays. However, I thought it was interesting. He did leave the door open for that to change down the road if he feels that it's not going the way he wants to, or he can do as far as his time management is concerned and managing a game. He even left open the possibility of giving it to someone else from time to time, as he said, and then taking it back or just handing it off overall. That's not what he's planning on doing. He's just leaving the door open. I thought that was interesting that he at least had that introspective and vulnerability. If you want to call it that to say, Hey, this might not go the way we all expect it to go.
1: Yeah. And I think that's probably pretty self-aware from him because he has had success as a defensive coordinator in this league. And he is a very smart defensive mind when it comes to football, but you have to balance still being a head coach and then the new responsibilities that you're adding onto your plate of calling defensive place. That's a lot for one person. There's a reason the defensive coordinator job exists and the head coach job exists. And I've always heard from people around the league and people in coaching that the best head coaches are the ones who can kind of keep their hands out of everything and let the offensive coordinator do their job, let the defensive coordinator do their job, and they just focus on the sole responsibilities of a head coach. Now McDermott is going to have to do that, which is something that I think he's done you know, fairly well since he's been hired here. He's one of the better coaches in the league. The Bills have had a lot of success. People always like to say what could be better and why the Bills haven't gotten to where they're trying to go. But come on, the guy has made the playoffs basically every single year he's been here. And considering where they were, that's quite the feat. But now you're going to have to try and do all of that stuff, manage the game, make those important decisions while also being responsible for a defense. I think he can do it, but I think it's a big undertaking.
0: For sure. Um, You know, he talked a lot about having a good staff and relying on them. And I I think that's right. He has a veteran staff. They brought in Al Holcomb to be a defensive assistant. He's been with Sean McDermott. He's a veteran coach in this league, but you also have Eric Washington at D line. You also have Bob Babich, Bobby Babich as linebackers coach. You also have John Butler in the secondary. And I'm sure there's other guys too, but that's a very veteran staff that he can lean on. And he says, look, I'm going to lean on them. They're going to be able to take over some of these duties. So he feels very confident in that. The other part of this is, does it mean anything for the philosophy of the defense, a change in the defense? When he was asked that, he used two words, Matt. We'll see. And I thought that was really interesting. And then they signed Taylor Rapp. And Taylor Rapp is a safety who a lot of people thought was going to get a starting job in this league as a free agent. In fact, there were rumblings that the Bills might have targeted him if they'd lost Jordan Poyer. So is Taylor Rapp now, someone might indicate, along with Sean McDermott being the new play caller, that maybe the Bills are going in a different direction. Maybe we see more three safety looks, some more dime looks, more of that Buffalo nickel. Maybe we do see a little bit, of a defensive type of change, whatever that looks like for the Buffalo Bills in 2023.
1: The Taylor app signing is interesting because I don't think he would have signed here or came here. If he didn't know he was going to get on the field. He's not coming. He is somebody who it seemed like had options. I know I saw that he visited the Patriots. He had an evaluation on spot track of $10 million a season. Obviously, he didn't get anywhere close to that. But it seemed like there was interest in this player from around the league. And for him to come to a team that's already got two bona fide studs at safety with Hyde and Poyer, especially Poyer coming back, makes me think that there is going to be a philosophy change because I don't think he comes here just to sit on the bench for a year until maybe Micah Hyde's contract is up and then they go okay, well now you can play with Jordan Poyer. We just wanted to get you in the door. I think that's part of it. But at the same time, I do think maybe there is going to be a shift in what they try and do, because this is a personnel, this is a package. These are the people that McDermott wants for his kind of new designed, re-energized defense that he plans on implementing.
0: And let's talk about that defense and what it might look like, because I did catch up with Ron Rivera at the NFC coaches breakfast. And I asked him, About Sean McDermott, Rod's been asked this before at the combine. I know you guys caught up with him and uh, asked as well, but here's what he said to me about Sean McDermott calling defense when they were in Carolina together. And obviously, Rivera was the head coach, and McDermott was the defensive coordinator. Quote: He gets very aggressive. He really does. Sean is a guy that looks at the game and reacts very well. I always thought he made good decisions. I always thought that he also made good adjustments. But he tends to get aggressive. And 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 then he started to lightly laugh. Matt, he goes, he tends to get aggressive, and then he laughs and he goes, and every now and then I'd have to slow him down. He says, but he is, he's a very aggressive play caller. He's dynamic. He looks for the best way to use his guys. Okay. So, end quote, Matt, I think this is kind of a bit different than the, I guess you'll say narrative on what the bills have been and what people think Sean McDermott is and um, his play calling philosophy. They have not been the most aggressive defense over the last several years under Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. So this tells me like that would be a major change if we got this suddenly incredibly aggressive defense.
1: Yeah. And I don't want people to think aggressive automatically means just blitzing more agreed with you because that's not, you know, exactly what it means. I think sometimes for McDermott as a head coach, He needed to be more aggressive. And that was a learning curve, whether it was decisions on fourth down or when to, you know, go for it, went to all all these things that he had to kind of learn as he went. And I think back to the AFC championship game, when there were multiple decisions that were made that I thought they should have been aggressive, more aggressive on, and they ultimately lost the game. Then you fast forward to the next year and it felt like they were always making the right decisions on when they should go for it and stuff. So if he's going to take that same approach, if he was already an aggressive play caller and he's becoming a more aggressive head coach. I think he takes that same approach to the defense and it makes you wonder with the personnel that they have, what are they going to do? What are they going to look like? I was thinking about it the other day, who are their best 11 players right now, who you would slot in to start defensively. And I'm thinking, okay, right now, if Von Miller's ready to go, he's going to be there. Daquan Jones is going to be there. Ed Oliver is going to be there. Greg Rousseau is going to be there. There's your defensive line. Now, we'll talk about Calais Campbell because it sounds like there's going to be a visit there, but that's interesting. Matt Milano will be there. We don't know who will be next to him, although I know that that was talked about there. In your secondary, you've got Poyer, Hyde, Johnson, Elam, Trey White. So there's one open spot and it's next to Milano. Does Taylor Rapp somehow fit into this piece? What am I missing here? So, let
0: me I like the real quick what Sean McVay said about Taylor Rapp. I asked him about him, which is really interesting on this point that you're making. He said, "Great versatility. He can play on all three levels of defense. Okay. You can put him on the line of scrimmage, on the second level, or safety in the deep part of the field. He's a great understanding of the game. Now, I don't think either of us is suggesting he's going to play defensive tackle suddenly. Right? That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you can use this guy as." A bit of a chess piece, I guess, around the board, which, yeah, maybe you take the middle linebacker off the field once in a while, put that extra safety on, and now you have some versatility there. I do, I find this fascinating about what we're going to, what we're going to see in 2023.
1: The big nickel stuff is interesting because it wasn't that long ago when it felt like the Bills had very real interest in both Kyle Duggar and Jeremy Chin. And those guys have gone on to have very successful early careers in the NFL. And I know Taryn Johnson has been such a strong player for them defensively, but he is still a bit undersized. I've always thought of Taryn Johnson as kind of more of a linebacker than I even have as a cornerback, just because of what his skill set is. Taylor Rapp. I think is a little bit bigger, right? Like then six foot Aaron. So yeah, he's a little bit. Yeah. So he is bigger. So he is bigger. Uh, I mean, he's not huge by any stretch, but that's interesting. Maybe he becomes what we always kind of thought Saran Neal could become specifically on the defense.
0: Well, that was Sean McDermott on the, you know, philosophy of defense and um, the, the, what we might see in him calling plays and I should say Ron Rivera on the philosophy of defense of Sean McDermott, McDermott did mention, as you said, the middle linebacker position, he said, Tyrell Dodson, Tyrell Bernard and Beal inspector will all get a shot. They all deserve a shot is the way you put it for that particular position. That doesn't scream to me that they're penciling one of them in right now. It just means they're going to be a part of a mix. And I think Matt, it very well could still include a mix of somebody drafted early in this draft.
1: Yeah. I don't think that that's. Off base. I think some people would probably be pretty bummed if they ended up using a first round pick on the linebacker. I have been very much offensive minded this entire time, but maybe you've got a guy you love in the second round or the third round, but then that gets us to how much better is that player than Terrell Bernard? Because we still don't really know what Terrell Bernard could be with the bills defense. You know, we saw glimpses in the preseason and in training camp last year, but we haven't seen a big sample size. Also, did anybody bring up Calais Campbell out there was Sean or Brandon? Did anybody confirm that that's happening A visit? I believe Brandon was asked,
0: but there was no complete confirmation on that.
1: Okay. So something to keep in mind. I mean, they can't have that much money left, right? And also, I will tell you, I know for sure. Also, Jordan
0: Phillips is is, is, visiting and could possibly return. They're going to check out his medicals and all that and how that goes and see what it is. But that's another guy on the defensive line they could be adding soon as well.
1: Okay. So that makes sense. It always felt like Jordan Phillips made sense to come back even maybe more than Shaq Lawson. Jordan Phillips flashed at times last year, but then he was battling. What was it? A collarbone shoulder injury really from.
0: Yeah. I think he had surgery, a torn labrum. Didn't he say he had torn labrum at the end of the
1: year? Did not he tell us that? I think so. I can't exactly remember. There was a lot of guys who were banged up at the end of the year as admittedly, Once the season ended, I wasn't thinking a lot about Jordan Phillips injury. I was thinking more about some of the other stuff that was going on. Um, Okay. Jordan Phillips makes sense. But if Calais Campbell is available, like there's your guy who can just really clog up the middle of the line for probably a pretty affordable contract. I mean, not to put you on the spot, what do the bills have? Uh, Five million dollars
0: left. Maybe That's something prob- like that. Yeah, they don't have a ton of money in that. You know, um, I think it was maybe 10 to 9 to 11 a couple of weeks ago before a couple of signings. So uh-huh. but the other thing is that Brandon Bean said, in fact, let's do that. Let's let's talk about Brandon Bean coming up here and what he had to say, because a whole bunch of things we went through and he touched on that salary cap issue as well.